When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. This is Wes Beach of the Plasmatics, and when I want to check out all things KISS, I listen to Time and Zeus on the Shout It Out Loudcast. That's right. Another episode of Dorm Damage. The show where anything and everything is on the table and the table gets smashed. This time, we are talking about the state of music, streaming, vinyl, CDs, where we stand, what we think about all of it. Ain't that right, Zeus? Yes, sir. And uh, good morning. Did you just say yes? (laughs) Yes. Good morning. Uh, yeah, I have a still... bunch of I, I have a stack of CDs <laughs> and I want to talk to them about them. I have to talk to you about the CDs I have. Yeah, so we are doing an episode because this came about from our little conversation we had in the cruise. Yep. I think I posted a picture of uh, a CD I bought. It was T- uh, Todd Kearns at the merch on the Kiss Cruise. Yep. And so while on the cruise, I got the CD. Uh, thanks to Todd's wife, who's like, oh, you should get this. This is limited edition or something. And it's like uh, a lot of acoustic stuff. Great job, Todd Kearns. It's like a solo CD, whatever. So I picked it up, came back to the room, was talking to you guys about it. Yep. Me and you just got into a discussion and it's a back and forth. So when people hear us, they think like how when they hear my family, what the fuck's going on? Who's fucking killing themselves? Like, what are you talking about? I just said hello to my mom. It sounded like fucking World War Three. And they're like, no. Because the two loudest people in one room talking about a topic sounds like if in anybody else's world, it's probably a fight. Yeah. It's like, no, we just had a heated debate. Yeah. And that's exactly. how we are. And then it came up to be, and this is a discussion. I'm like, you know what? We should, we should record this and do an episode on it. Yeah. And so I look at it as like, I buy this CD. I want to buy the CD in my head because it's, you know, more money in Todd's pocket. And I'm not a big Spotify fan. I'm not a big Apple music fan. I'm not a big into streaming. That's just me. I like the physical copy. I will say you are the same, but you like a different physical. You like vinyl. So I get that. And the only way I think of it is like, I would prefer 
if there never was a streaming service, if the only way people could buy music is the same old fashioned way. And if they buy it, then they could put it on portable devices on an iPhone or anything else, but you have to buy it. There's no streaming it and getting it for free and paying 10 bucks a month and getting everybody's music for a catalog. That's how I see it. And I I wish we could go back to this, but we can't. It's already out of the bottle and everybody's streaming. You can't put it back in. The ketchup will not go back in. So what do you do? Um, I know you have a different point of view of it on this stuff. Yeah, you said it. Old fashioned. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean. Let me let me let me ask you this: Do you have Netflix? Yes, I do. Okay, so when you watch a movie on Netflix, aren't you taking money out of the pocket of those actors by not buying the Blu-ray at Target? I don't know. It's the same thing. No, you're paying fourteen ninety nine no. a month for Netflix or fifteen ninety nine a month for Spotify or whatever. You're streaming something that you previously used to buy physical copies for. No, no. Because I would say this, when you look at movies, movies were still getting rented in right. the eighties. You were still going, you know, you're buy, you're going to blockbuster. And by the way, yes, I would prefer having the blockbusters and things like that. Oh dear. Where God. you could go there and physically look at it and be like, what's I the, missed it. What's yeah. the Coca-Cola kid? Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> his cover looks interesting. And then you'd rent it. Yeah, I miss that experience. I do. Yeah. I, I talk about that too, but I, I would never give up the 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 ability to have billions of songs at your fingertips whenever you want them. I just okay. can't. I, so I would never give thing. that up. So so let's take a step back. So we're, we're we're talking about like you said. Okay, what about for instance movies? I don't believe that a movie that comes onto Netflix affects any Tom Cruise's revenue. Because that movie, instead of going on to Netflix afterwards, would have went to HBO. No difference. People still buy in movies. They're still right. putting them on DVD, Ultra, 4D, whatever, 4K, whatever the fuck they're calling it. And you'll still get a digital copy if you want to buy the DVD, Blu-ray, right. whatever. So I think physical are still there. But it's not hurting the artist. Tom Cruise and all the actors aren't like, fuck, I'm not making shit now. Because of streaming services versus music where the artists are like, this is the thing that blows my mind. I could have like 10 million plays of a song and I made 400 bucks. That's fucking ridiculous. And and because there is no often like, so if you had 10 million plays because you were just on the radio, you got the radio had it set up before where artists were getting paid because of you know radio play and things like that there was a um um a payment system set up for that and then they would buy the physical copies which they would get share now mind you they weren't making 90 cents on the dollar of, off those they were probably making m- like not even half because the record label and everybody else got a cut so but they were making money off it and they could make good money off of selling albums. Now, if my shit becomes a hit on streaming services, I make nothing. Well, see, that's nothing. the urban that that's, do you know, do you know how much you, if, if you, if you streamed a song 10 million times, do you know how much money you would make? You would make on average between five and $6,000. If you stream 10 million on an average. Okay. So okay. instead of streaming so, 10 million, you sold a million or 2 million copies of your album. You don't think you'd be making more than fucking five grand 
I mean, think about it. Five but, grand for a band of five people. But when what you buy a CD, but when you buy a CD once, you buy that purchase fifteen dollars. Let's say average twelve fifteen dollars for a CD. You buy that once. Okay, that's gone. That money's gone. Yep. When you say for say Kiss Destroyer, you buy you buy Destroyer on CD fifteen bucks. Okay, that money's gone. Boom. I stream Destroyer. Me mm-hmm. and millions of Kiss fans are streaming Destroyer. That 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 money. Yeah, but you're timing that by two million. Let's say you sell a, uh, two million copies, double platinum. Two million copies at fifteen bucks is a hell of a lot better than point zero 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 one cent per fifteen million plays. But if you make playlists, if you make shuffles, if you make things, those songs are constantly pop up. A lot of times, you buy a physical CD, you play it because once you put it on your phone, like you do, that's. That's not, that's obviously, that's not streaming. You've downloaded music. So that's, that's, that's money spent. You know what I mean? Like there are, now I know Taylor Swift is not a good example because she's like off the rails, like, okay. With, with Spotify, she gets 82 million monthly listeners yep. now. Okay. That, that's just a listener. That doesn't say how many streams. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just on that alone, she is making at minimum. Four million dollars around a year. Now that's not even including the the, the amount of streams. That's just sure, that, but I don't I have no idea to to contradict any of these numbers. I'm, you're saying, I'm, I'm, you're I, saying I, I, from I'm, from streaming, I'm, I'm, she makes I'm, four million dollars. I'm saying, and uh, this is average numbers, but this is just based on the fact that 82 million people listen to her music. We have no idea how many times they're listening to her music. Mm-hmm. Now again, Taylor Swift is a bad example because she's the elite of the elite, yeah. the regular bands. OK, but I do think and again, I'm not an expert. We're not experts on streaming and all this stuff. I'm just looking up some basic numbers on Google here. But I do think there is a little bit of an urban legend out there that that bands are going broke from streaming. I know that they're not getting the money. They're that not they making be money. I know that. Right. Right. But they're also not. Look, we we go to concerts. We, we went on the cruise. OK, a lot of these bands are selling products. OK, look, a small band like Plush. OK, I bought their vinyl. Because I wanted to support them. They're a good band. They're a young upcoming band. You mm-hmm. bought Todd Kearns' CD. Mm-hmm. I bought I bought Minefield, the band that Todd Kearns is in. Same here. F- physical prog. I want to give, because those are smaller bands. With all due respect to Todd, you know, he's not Taylor Swift. He's not Metallica. And, I, and we love Todd. Okay. Whether or not I stream Metallica or not isn't going to affect Lars's fucking wallet. You know what I mean? And a lot of times when I make my music choices, I know this might make me a bad person. In the back of my head, I'm not sitting there going, how is this going to fare for the artist? A smaller artist like Todd, like Plush, like Minefield, or like, okay, I'm like, these are small bands. I want to support them because I know that they're working hard and I know that they're not, you know, Metallica or Ozzy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we were laughing the other day because we were talking about like, uh, previous episode, I think we did soundtracks, and I think yeah. the uh, the band War. Why can't we oh, yeah. be friends? Yeah. Yeah. Why can't to me that's a good example of like okay, I'll stream that song because I want to hear it, and I'm not buying a legacy act like War. I'll just I, I'll play the song. I'm not buying a legacy act like that's album. Right. But every person that's like that, that does that, will cost them a shit ton of money. So the legacy acts out there that are trying to survive off that, that do those greatest hits albums you see now, they're not selling. And what do they have to do? You see them out there. People that look like they're on their deathbed 
are out touring because they need money and they're broke. And the other part to this in the second part, which is I, I made a point to say to you was, hence you get the fucking average ticket prices of 150 bucks to go see the, the turtles play at fucking the region theater in Arlington, you know, like because they can't make their money elsewhere. So with the record money gone and besides the other part to it too, which we haven't even gone into, we'll get to it later is there's no record companies to support these acts. So they can't like, here's some money, go in that room, lock yourselves up, get creative, do a great album. Everything is like, I got, what are we going to do? Are we going to tour or are we going to try to take our time and write an album? Well, we need to make money. So we got to get out there. So I think all of this affects them, especially our type of music, which is rock. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. I never thought I'd care about gardening until I bought a house in the suburbs. But now I find myself in conversations about liquid fertilizer, and I wonder, am I the fertilizer guy now? (laughs) No, no way. Everyone knows the ratio between phosphorus and nitrogen, right? Yeah, I'm still totally cool. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Right. By the way, War has 2 million monthly listeners on Spotify. <laughs> okay. Okay. Shout it out loud, Cass, may have 2 million <laughs> listeners. Okay? Then we, we ain't fucking crying. I'm just laughing way. because I just think, because I'm thinking War, nobody listens to them. And I'm like, wait, what? But, but, but with the ticket prices thing, I, I don't really know. I mean, we, we, especially Ticketmaster. I mean, I yeah. don't know how a place like the Colonial Theater or the ah, region. That's or the, one of our small. three things, right, Tom? We're going to change right. for every ticket politician. Prices. Ticket right. prices for movies, hotel prices, airfare, and air, air, well, airline, airline travel. Air, airline travel. travel. Air, yeah. Right. But but I don't know how much bands are jacking up tickets. I'm sure they have some control, but a lot of it is the venue fee, the production fee, the Ticketmaster fee, the convenience charge, the taxes, the search. I okay, mean, we so talk about that all the time. Let's say they don't, and Ticketmaster is the one doing a lot, most of it, and I agree with you on that. But, yeah. But they do. You do agree that they have to live on the road because they, there's no other way they're making money because they're not making money from album sales anymore. So of they course. have to be on the road, right? But also, a lot of these, a lot of these bands, they have access to things that they never had before. They have access to a website where they can sell merch, they can sell discs like CDs, vinyl. You mean right away to the the Kiss Army or the War Army, whatever they're. Yeah. Well, yeah, because at, right now as we're recording, Kiss is in the middle of a 24 hour, 50 percent off flash sale. Where pretty much every single item I wanted was excluded from the sale. Yeah, or you know, you get the stuff that's like, oh, you don't want to buy this Tommy Thayer's face on uh, uh, a Destroyer album cover T-shirt, right? Like, right. Come on. But I think bands have access to different things that they never had to compensate for things like streaming, with like having websites, being able to buy a T-shirt, or I mean, look at even when we see a band like Fozzy. Okay, we love Jericho. We love yep. Fozzy. There's a merch booth there. They're selling T-shirts and hats and hoodies and pullovers and CDs, and that's the, and that, and I I, I don't know. I think, I'm guessing if they make a thousand bucks from that, aren't they lucky? How much do you think they're making from that? I don't know, but I'm just saying. I, I think I I think that's a way for them. Is it compensating for streaming? No, but I think all to get look. I guess the bottom line I'm saying is I really think the streaming thing is overblown. I think it's not the same as it used to be. But music isn't the same as it used to be. And for all the negative things, this is when we started we started talking or you know discussing. I said for all the negative things that streaming may have done for some legacy acts or for I said I think it flips the script for newer bands. The the ability to discover new bands, the ability to, to be like, "Hey, you know what? 
my friend mentioned this band. I'm going to check them out. Oh, they're on Spotify. I'm going to listen out. That's pretty awesome. I like that. Okay. Now, now maybe you'll buy merch. Maybe you'll buy a ticket the next time they come into your town. I guess the way I look at it is it's a, it's a worse model than Amazon is to the small businesses. Spotify's killed everything. I, I just feel like they're because what do you mean so, by kill? When you say kill, what what meaning like what? record sales, record stores okay. and stuff okay. are yes. fucked. The things that we loved going. Do you right. remember what it was like in ninety one or ninety two to go to the Tower Records in Belm uh, in um in Burlington near the mall? Yeah. It was awesome. Do you remember fucking just like yes. what am I getting today? Yes. Oh shit! I didn't realize Smashing Pumpkins had an album out before Siamese Dream. Holy shit. Oh, I didn't know this. This is even before the internet really took off. So, I mean, that fucking joy is gone. And never mind but for I- all you vinyl lovers, that joy of flipping through and seeing aisles and aisles of, of stuff, not used and resold shit. And you have to, oh, is this all scratch? I'm talking about like brand new and you have this variety. And it was just it was like heaven. I'm with you. I miss record stores. I miss going to Blockbuster on a Friday night and picking. I I, I miss all it because because mm-hmm. it was an experience. It, but if you're talking about the actual product itself, I, I'm I I miss that. It's gone. We can never get it back. But I'm okay with the ability now to be like, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna put Metallica on shuffle. Actually, you know what? No, I don't want to do. I want to listen to friggin' Snoop Dogg on shuffle. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna make a playlist with Snoop Dogg and Metallica together, so I can listen to both at the same time. Like having that freedom, that ability to be able to, and then listen to a playlist where you can like, here's a playlist that's based on the stuff you like. You might discover new artists. I think it opens up doors that you never had before. Now, I know you'd go to Tower Records and you'd be like, new this week, and you'd see yeah. a CD, and because that happened to me before. Do you remember the Tower Records? How they would have those listening booths. You could oh, like, yeah, you could be like, oh, this sounds pretty good. OK, I'm going to get this like that. That was cool. Yeah, I didn't give a shit, though. I would just buy it like, oh, this looks cool. I hope yeah, I no, like I, it. Me, yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> just yeah. waste money left and right on CDs and shit. But the other aspect of this is I have a problem of the greed of the owner of Spotify being like a fucking huge billionaire and the artists are making shit. I think the pricing now you may say, well, it's for the consumer. You've done a huge consumer product. They're getting paid. You may not like the split, but you're getting paid. And the consumer has this new luxury because of modern technology that all these music and musicians are at your fingertip. Okay, great. Then they should be getting a better split. I agree with that. I agree. The split should be better. I do. The most miserable man in all time. And I love him. Don Henley. What was the old Glenn Fry saying? There's nobody can take the fun out of a room faster than Don Henley. Right. Because right. he's so serious. And I'm an artist and I'm an artist. Fucking hates his shit and testifies in Congress. Who's the guy? You know, the guy that has the all the uh, YouTube videos. He breaks down videos. Don, Beatles, something's name is. Always is bitching about this, about this stuff, about how artists and everything is. And how musicians are getting fucked and you you can't play anything. How YouTube, like, hey, I'm talking about something. How about its brilliance? I'm selling it. Yep. And oh, you can't talk about it strict and written. Like they're strict about that, but they're not about strict about payments. So it's a catch 22. No, I agree. I agree that the that the 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 pennies per stream, I agree that that's it's pretty much bullshit. 
Okay. Yeah, and they should be getting paid more. So if they were getting paid more, then they could survive a little more. And then they could take a time on an album. Then they can make videos again. Remember videos? Like they, now it's just like I got to get on tour to make money. And now I, all my t-shirts why, are now but, 75 but, bucks. Oh, but you make but you say that as if that's a bet. Don't we want to, our bands to tour so we no, can see them? No, I'd like them to do whatever they want to do. Not but because how do they we know, have to do it. But how do we Because I, they need to make money. But okay, but now we're making broad assumptions here. Now we're we're assuming that these bands right. We're assuming we're assuming that these bands don't want to tour, but they have to because they're getting fucked on Spotify. That's a a lot of times that I mean they're not making money off album sales. That's how I look at it. And if they are, well, make better records. (laughs) I'm kidding. That was a joke. That was a joke. All good. It's all good. But my my point is like if they had a better split, if they don't make point oh 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 two per play. Now, selfishly speaking, because mm-hmm. I care about myself, fuck everybody else. Um, twelve ninety nine a month. Mm-hmm. My son and I are on a, a. It's called the Spotify Duo plan. Two people under one roof get mm-hmm. premium subscriptions to Spotify for twelve ninety nine a month. So that that now think of think of think of that. Okay, how selfishly that's an unbelievable deal. Aren't because you on Apple? I didn't know that's well, well, yeah, I haven't gotten to those. I haven't gotten to this yet. Yeah. Apple, Apple Music jacked up their prices. The oh. Apple Family Plan they jacked up their prices. So I was like, "What? Why am I paying all this?" Everybody, my, my son keeps haunting me. Sonny keeps haunting me about Spotify. Spotify. Everybody's like Spotify. I'm like, "Fuck it. I'm just gonna try it." So, so Michael and I, my son and I, are now on Spotify. So my point is, twelve ninety nine a month. Mm-hmm. I'm paying. I'm. It's the equivalent of me buying one CD per month for a year, mm-hmm. but I have access to like a billion songs. Mm-hmm. It's awesome for me, but yeah, that's kind of Columbia a shitty house. It's kind of it's kind of a shitty business model for a band. <laughs> Columbia house right. and everything it's, else. Right, 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 right. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is Chode Pandas right, behind right. these records. Yeah, it's just again, they got to get a better payment system. Now, I'm not saying jack it up on us. I'm saying take a less cut. And work them. You're still going to be making billions of dollars. I just don't understand how you look at these artists. You look you again, somebody like Taylor Swift, like, cause I know, I know a lot of these bands held out for a while and there were all these fights and all these riffs about the royalties and stuff. And I get it. I, I am surprised that there is not currently more fighting with Spotify about this. Yeah. And it's, it's very similar to sports unions where the average players are the grunts that barely make any money. Yep. But then you have the Tom Brady's at the top are fighting in the union. Like Tom Brady's like, I don't want this season to end. I'm going to lose $20 million this season ends. Right. But the other guy's like, dude, I make a hundred thousand dollars. I pay for my own travel. I fucking barely have insurance. I can get cut and I make no money. Like help me out. So let me, so let me ask too much of a conflict there. So let me ask you this. I know, I know this was, I know that this is different because this was stealing. When LimeWire and Napster oh, existed, yeah, that was exactly. that was le- that was legitimately stealing. Yeah, and that's what Met- Metallica. Their argument was that our music is being stolen, yep. like li- like literally stolen. Yes, but think about it. W- were they kind of like ahead of the curve in terms of like obviously Spotify? The music's not being stolen; they're getting money, and Spotify is charging a monthly fee. But like, it's almost like, hey, something's wrong here with what we're doing with our music now. You know what I, I mean? Think, I think th- I maybe I'm wrong. So hopefully people that are listening that know more than us can talk about this. Well, there's people who know more it. than us that are listening right well, now. Well, I know. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 
that's not saying too much, but <laughs> my point is, I think at that point, they're like, they're fucking stealing. All right. We'll pay you a penny for every fucking song. Exactly. All right. We'll take it. Right. Right. Rather than being like, fuck you. We're suing you for everything. Right. And you no, know, you're going to pay us. Like, how did radio, how did albums, how did it work before with the radio playing your song? Yeah. Now, mind you, you didn't know if a song was coming. So when we were younger, you'd have the record button on your little player going, right. waiting for a song to come on that you like. It's different. But how did they get paid? How did artists make money when radio um, disc jockeys got their albums? Right. There's got to be a different way that these guys can make more money. And, and there is a difference. You're right. Between Taylor Swift and Tony's Band Restrained. Right? How do you of course it yeah, in the yeah. market? So I don't know. There's got to be some sort of a middle ground. I'm looking at I'm trying to figure out how because there was a big issue with the way satellite radio worked with artists, Sirius XM, because Sirius XM is a monthly subscription model. Yeah. And every and every time, you know, on Aussie's Boneyard, every time they play Detroit Rock City, what does KISS get for that? Do they get, you know, what because there's a royalty thing. Now I, I know too that because I've been a, a satellite subscriber for like 15 years, I'll get stuff every few years or whatever, being like, "Oh, your monthly your monthly fee is going up because the the royalty rate is has increased." Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into the weeds and bore people with numbers, but my point is, it at least it appears that Sirius XM is trying to do something with their business model and the artists that are involved, whereas Spotify is like, "Fuck it, you're getting a penny." <laughs> yeah, and I think that has a lot to do with it. I talked to you about it. I have a friend, James Johns, who owns a couple of restaurants, and he started like, okay, you know what? I'll have a bar band come in. And then boom, oh, yeah, somebody yeah. ratted him out. Next, you know, he's getting a letter from BMG saying, like, you can't be playing my so he has to get a license from BMG. Imagine. And then boom, the other company finds out about it. And then, like, oh, you if if they might play a song from us, so you have to get my license too, because there's two or three different ones. He's like, What the I never knew that that when a bar yeah that when a that when a bar has a cover band come in I'm like there's certain songs they can play that now you're gonna fucking flip through oh shit I played uh Susie Q oh fuck we're fucked John Fogarty's gonna knock down your door if you don't give him yeah you don't know who's responsible who's the publishing on those so how did that work right and I'm sure the way that all those artists were getting pennies. Or something. Yeah. But the same way as uh, people get paid scale when they work in the entertainment business or right, they right. called in or the actors, they get paid a certain percentage in the Screen Actors Guild. There's a rate there. And I yeah. feel as though the one rate that's way out of whack is all the streaming services. What do they get from that? We talked to Tony, too. We talked to, because a lot of, if you go to a lot of bars and clubs now, they have those those touch those touch tunes or, you know, those. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah the internet-based jukeboxes now where it's pretty much like having your phone at a jukebox. You can play any song you want. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a whole other thing. That's why it's like, oh, get three songs for five bucks or whatever fucking ridiculous yeah. deal. Where does that go? Right, right. So how, how does that all get broken out? Look, it's every with, in, with everything being digital, everything is way more complicated. But I'm going to say, as a consumer, maybe, maybe you call me selfish. I don't know. As a consumer, I wouldn't want it any other way because... They're still making CDs for you. They're still producing vinyl for me. And I still get the best of both worlds. Okay. You said old, I, I teased you for old fashioned. Mm-hmm. My living room right now, I have a turntable and amplifier in racks of vinyl. My house looks like it's 1978 right now. 
Mm-hmm. But but I enjoy do you, do you open thing. a drawer to watch TV too. Uh, open a, like, yeah. But same thing. I'm staring right behind you. You have your wall of CDs. So we're I feel good about where me and you are because we're kind of double dipping. I mean, I know you don't stream, but I do. But we still support physical product. We, we have, have. I we have a subscription. Have. From time to time, I'll do it when you do an album review crew episode and you're like, I pick this before the CD gets delivered. I, I'll go to Spotify oh, yeah. and play. And listen. I fucking hate going to a different library than what I already have on oh, my I know. phone. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I do. When I buy the CD, I, we talk about this. I take the CD. I download it into my uh, iTunes library. And then it's on my phone. I don't yeah. crack open my CD and put it in a CD player, but no, I no, like I having yeah. a physical copy of it. I can look at it, can read the liner notes. I yep. can do whatever I want with it. And yep. uh, and then I have the luxury of having it portable so I can listen to wherever I go. Yeah. So I, I mean, I look at streaming from two different lenses. I look from the business model. Is it kind of shitty? Yeah, but I'm not a business guy. I don't really know everything about it in the in, in the weeds i know that from we've from what we've read and what we've heard and we've listened to other shows you know it's probably not the best business model but from a consumer perspective it's a fucking dream come true just like when netflix came out we're like holy fuck this is absolute madness i don't ever I, have to leave i don't ever have to leave my house I, again i didn't like netflix i i fucking hate that i gotta scroll 50 fucking times to be like to get through everything like you only go to the first three pages then you're like all right i'll play this no, you I never hate the fact it. that I hate Go the ahead. fact that Netflix auto plays when you scroll through and you stop for more than two seconds. You <laughs> yeah, get like the yeah. start of the trail. I'm like, stop that. Although I think you can turn that off. But anyways, <laughs> but you get the point, right? Yeah, of course, of course. It's different. It's a just. It's a different era. Everybody's got their opinions. I know that there are people that are vehemently anti-streaming, and okay, that's fine. A lot of bands used to be vehemently anti-streaming, and then they were like, you know what? We got to get on streaming or what? Fucking well, you gotta gonna... you gotta jump in regardless because yeah. you gotta be, you you can't just sit there and say no, I'm not doing this at all. Well, right? You know, some people can afford to be that stubborn; others cannot. I agree. So, yep. You know. All right. Well, Tom, I love the discussion. Till next time. Peace out, Girl Scout. Name your price tool, you can find options that fit your budget. Because giving you options is the right thing to do. Oh, yeah, like when I hold the door for someone. Sure, it may be weird if I don't time it right, and they're a little too far away, and now they're running. And we're both asking ourselves, is it worth it to run instead of just, you know, letting them open their own door? But still, it's the right thing to do. So get options based on your needs with Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.